0: Welcome to Neuroethics Today, a science and society podcast about emerging ethical and societal implications of neuroscience research and neurotechnology. In this show, we'll interview experts in the fields of neuroscience, neuroethics, and neurotechnologies. We will highlight pressing questions, discuss thought-provoking ideas, and raise awareness on the importance of neuroethics in our daily lives. Keep listening to Get Curious and Critical.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Neuroethics Today. On this episode, together with me is our esteemed guest, Dr. Karen Herrera-Ferra. She holds an MD degree from Anahuac University, a master's degree in clinical psychology from the Universidad del Valle de México, and a PhD in bioethics from Anahuac University. Not only that, she is the founder and former president of the Mexican Association of Neuroethics, a founding member of the Interdisciplinary Bioethics Seminar, and a member of the International Neuroethics Society. Welcome. Dr. Herrera, welcome to the Neuroethics today.
0: Catherine, thank you so much for the super nice introduction. It's my honor to be here and uh, I'm super happy. Thank you so much for the invitation.
1: So on today's episode together, we're going to be talking about um, mental health, accessibility and equity, looking at differences between low- and middle-income countries and as compared with high-income countries. Now, we know that organizations like the World Health Organization have identified mental health care as a very key component to health care, declaring and saying statements, there is no health without mental health. Now, if I w- ask you, what is mental health equity?
0: Okay, well, this is a very um, tough question, right? Because we will be talking about equity on opportunities. And then this is super very broad. And I believe like, okay, which opportunities are we talking about? And maybe we could say from nature to nurture. I mean, it's opportunities, I will say, even during during pregnancy, right? poverty, nutrition, mother's health, it will be we need to have all of this equity around the globe, which we know there isn't. We will be talking about equity um, on health. So again, right, the Mm -hmm. mother's health and the baby's health and when you know all the development health, we will be talking about also uh, geographical equity. It will be not the same to live in a place where you are constantly stressed or threatened by unnatural disasters, for example, or um, poor resource of, of food. We will be talking about a political equity. It's not the same to live in a very stable political country versus a very unstable political country. We're talking about economic economic equity we will be talking about social equity, right? Where mm-hmm. um, there is not, there is very few disparities between gender or social um, equity. So I think um, the mental health equity is, it, it has a lot of determinants, a lot of factors. Mental health equity is equity on opportunities. And again, we're talking a very, a very broad, broad, um, issue here so so I think my answer is more complicated
1: than the question yeah yeah because because what I hear from you when I say what is mental health equity I hear a lot of factors that are really contributing to this equity and and you mentioned a few examples economic political so it's not really just focusing on one's health and one's um, you know probably hereditary uh, uh, vulnerabilities but it really goes beyond that
0: yeah, that, that's that's very uh, complicated because when we talk about uh, global mental health, for example, we assume, or it's like um, the, the first thought I may, we might have is, yes, of course, our uh, resources, right? Availability, allocation, quality. But I think that's just part of it. So th- there's some, there's these this numbers that I, I always like to say, because I think it, it says a lot about Attitudes and receptiveness. So um, there is about seventy-five to eighty-five percent of patients in low and middle-income countries, patients, mental health patients, yeah. that do not receive any any kind of mental health uh, mental treatment. But in high-income countries, these numbers are not very reassuring. You know, there are between thirty-five and fifty percent. So one will say, okay, if it is all all about Allocation, deliver quality of mental health resources. How come in high income countries it's it's so so high that the number of patients are, are not receiving yeah. any treatment? So we we might might try to to you know look a little bit deeper that maybe it's not only about a structural barriers like you know uh, allocate resources, but also about attitudes and attitudes towards mental health, to, uh, uh, to psychiatric conditions, to treatments. So that's what I believe that it's not only about, uh, about resources, I think there's also about attitudes and attitudes are contextually and culturally, socially, historically shaped And I think it's not that we are having underestimated this part. I just think that we need to focus also on this this part. And um, I I actually think it's part of what I I like of neuroethics. I think this is like, you know, the opportunity where we could help or boost how mental health is understood and how mental health uh, should be approached.
1: And and when you talk about attitudes, are we talking about the attitudes of patients, the attitudes of society as a whole, or really of a particular group of people within a certain country or culture?
0: No, I think we're talking about all of us. I think we're talking about patients, physicians.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I will give you an example of this, of patients, physicians, society, all the, um, the, the, the leaderships, the, the ones that make decisions, government, um, I, I think we're talking about every single person that we need to, um, <clears throat> when I say attitudes, is like when I have an attitude to, towards something or someone or a concept, it's because I have understood something and then I perceive it in a specific way and then I will give it a specific value um, among I don't know, my needs or how if it's an emergency or if it's a luxury of it over you know so I uh-huh. think yeah I think uh, that's like the attitude it's like a, a very strong barrier the, in mental health this will influence enormously on stigma. On, on discrimination to mental pa- health patients for example so I believe it's it's
1: everybody I think I think that's super interesting and and especially mentioning you know a variety of factors that contribute to mental health equity I think maybe one of the ones that I, I, I would like to start off with is is um, access and of course access to services and resources. If we look at the history of access to mental health services, of course including treatment, is there a difference between low and middle income countries as compared to high income countries? Well,
0: I I I'm gonna I'll tell you a little bit. I cannot tell you about all the lower and middle income countries. I don't even I can't even tell you. I cannot even tell you about Latin America as a whole. I can tell you about Mexico and how it it has been. You know the the the, the story or the history. Of modern mental health services, so around uh, 1910 or so, mm-hmm. um, we we used to have a president. His name Orfirio Porfirio Diaz, and he was so in love with France, so in love. Yeah. We, I mean, we. There, there are um, architecture that archi- architecture in Mexico in that era is very similar to what France was building like you know all all this he was so in love with France and and he brought the the medicine he brought the idea of how psychiatry should be yeah so there was this first hospital based psychiatry hospital based on um, the general hospitals in, in France and um that's how it started. The modern psychiatry was a very similar to what France was doing at the time. It was the first hospital that was attending all kinds of mental disorders. And also, it was the first hospital that was, um, which aim was to educate physicians on mental health. So that's how modern psychiatry started in Mexico. This hospital was closed in 1968. I mean, it was like not oh, wow. ages ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it was from 1910 to 1968, and then of course, because all, as we know, with many um, psychiatric hospitals around the world, because all the violence and all the yeah. violation. Of, now that we know human rights, right? Yeah. So they closed it until 1968, and then they opened a new one, which is still functioning. But that's how modern modern mental health started. Now, currently, we do have, of course, modern psychiatry. We have. Modern psychology, but we also have still pre Hispanic uh, approaches. I, we, we do have that. Um, something that is very um, common or is part of what Mexico is, is that um, we do still have these pre Hispanic roots strongly attached philosophically. It's in mm-hmm. our know, It's not only the food or, you know, the music or ritual, it's, it's our, our core. So, for example, uh, there are a lot of patients that, and it it doesn't matter which, in which social social cultural status they are, They can be like in very low or precarious economical situation, or they could be rich, 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 very wealthy. They will both. I will both. I will. I can find both. Um, that when they they come to the services, they first try shamanic uh, things or you know, shamanic yeah. um, yeah. medicine. They are really a religious uh, approach. They try to do some um, you know like Catholic uh, 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 support, yeah. and then going to a psychiatrist or going to a psychology is like the last
1: it's the last resort, resort.
0: yeah i mean we're like oh my god i had to come here like please don't tell anyone i'm here like you know it's it's so complicated so that that's what i, I mean I, i'm not sure if every other country or low middle income country will have the same issue i believe that maybe if they have a strong or a big in the indigenous population they they i think they would but at least in mexico i can tell like this is how it is and it's it's an an very important um barrier for access to psychiatry services or mental health services of course there is obviously differences between low in, um, and middle-income countries to between uh, a high income country regarding allocation of resources, delivery quality, of course, this, this is obvious. And of course, it's obvious are uh, the big gap between uh, social cultural that de- psychosocial determinants, and so on. But still, wh- again, one of, of the um, huge issues is the attitudinal barrier, which has been shaped by cultural, um, by culture,
1: do 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 you think the availability of of mental health services? So as you say, those hospitals that 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 are now there and functioning. Do you think if there are more of them, that this will kind of influence the openness to the Mexican people to be op- more open to accessing more modern psychiatric treatment, or do you really believe that? It's it's um, that culture plays a bigger bigger role when it comes to mental health.
0: I think it, culture plays a really big role, but also, um, if if you think that you know, um, or you are not very receptive that uh, your mental or not when you, your mental health has a biological basis and then um you see that the government uh, it's not allocating enough resources and then you see that even though you wanted to go there are not many psychiatrists there so that this will reinforce your
1: yeah, your belief
0: right so I, I i i'm not sure if this is going to be like a like, like the, the the solution will be like, you know, like a, a stairway, one step and then we do another step. And I think this is, this. I mean, it's not linear. I think that it, we have to do, educate uh, the patients, educate the government, d- do it, you know, all the dimensions at the same time. So I do believe that one thing influences the other thing or reinforces the other thing. So if, if this is the case, then we have to give more, um, to have more resources, more hospitals, more, to, to educate more or train more psychiatrists, because also there are very few psychiatrists, like this is global, I know, and we need to educate patients, because one thing that I also have seen in my practice is that many patients normalize their Mental health is like yeah. okay, not being okay, not being like you know, don't have not having mental health. It's normal. That's normal yeah. to me. That's okay. That I have been living with these one, two, three, five, six, six ten years. I can go on.
1: Yeah. And the, and
0: and I think that's a huge problem because of that's that that like you know like high um frustration tolerance might not be as good. Because then I can tolerate being depressed or anxious, and that's okay. I, I don't need. I don't need attention. I don't. I don't need any help or I don't need any service for me to be better. Because this is this is good for me. So of, I, that again reinforces this attitudinal barrier. Why should I go? Why should I take medicine? Why if I have been living with this and I, you know, it's part of me. Does
1: does does openness or you know awareness in 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 you know more high income countries around mental health does it in some way impact um you know countries such as mexico um, you know in terms of 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 this resistance to mental health uh, treatment, so if we see more awareness in the west and we see that for example countries such as the United States or you know countries from Europe that are becoming that are also normalizing um, um, mental health uh, um, discussions mental health uh, treatments, do you see that this has an impact on 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 people uh, for example from from low middle uh, low to middle income countries um so, and especially of course with 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 social media and 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 and, and the, the, the the rapid transfer of information nowadays
0: yes absolutely yes um, since we are very we, we are like in a very mexico it's in a very um geopolitical strategy decision because we are neighbors with one of the, the most um high important and, and um high income countries which is the united states and as you say uh, all the social media yes all these trends this hashtag trends mm-hmm. of mental health issue of course they do have an, an impact you know it's like like um it helps to to build a consciousness about what is going on. Yeah. This doesn't mean that works. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an example on the the Me Too movement. Yeah. The MeToo movement was wow. It
1: was it was an amazing movement, right? Like I I really applaud
0: because I'm the this old generation yeah. <laughs> where we are. I mean, I, it it is terrible what I'm gonna say right now, but I didn't realize. I had suffered this, um, you know, this harassment. Yeah. When I was younger, or or at at this age, I didn't realize it was not okay until this movement. Wow. I mean, I'm ashamed to say this. I mean, like, oh my god. Yeah. Because yeah. I I have been working on mental health like for 27 years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when I, I, I you know, it, it was this trend, and I was like, okay.
1: Uh, this, well, is,
0: this, okay, is, okay, I, this is this is this is a thing. I have through that. Yeah, and I yeah. thought it was normal and it was okay. And I thought it was okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I admire this generation that is making us realize that yeah, we, we just I don't know, miss that or I don't know what happened. So at the end, me too, woman. It comes to Mexico, it's like, okay, yes, we have suffered this and that. But if if someone says Said, "Oh, I have had this issue with my boss. Um, okay, you will be fired. <laughs> okay, oh, wow. so it, it made consciousness, but it but it didn't do any good. Yeah, on yeah. the contrary. Yeah. So yeah, so it was like, okay, everybody, okay, yes, we are conscious that this, this is happening. Um,
1: so it really induced more of a superficial awareness or change. It did not really." Deal with the roots of the problem in, in particular, in your country.
0: Yeah, the, the the context will not be so receptive. Yeah. So it it has been very complicated. I mean, yes, of course. Now uh, there are more like, uh, you know, uh, I, I can see in in the social media like, oh, uh, there was this party and this guy do this and that. And did yeah. you know it's this kind of awareness? But, but not as it 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 I mean it has a very positive, it had a very positive impact in high-income countries,
1: yeah.
0: but in in countries like Mexico, it had, it just like rattled the cage,
1: yeah.
0: but didn't have a, the positive impact it had in high-income countries. Of course, it, since it rattled the cage, then ch- changes are, are starting to, mm-hmm. to be done, but but not the way it sh- it's supposed to be, or not the way high-income countries. So, again, um, if we're talking about context or equity, there's a lot of factors that need to be taken into account. I mean, we cannot take for granted that because we, oh, now we now realize this is an issue. Oh, okay, then let's do the right thing. I mean, that that is not happening, or at least it's not happening uh, with the same timing or the same process that in other countries. So... um, you know we are trying to get there of course it's not like okay just close your eyes and keep going we're not doing that but we cannot like copy paste the process that has been work, have been working in high income countries and just translate it to spanish and do yeah, it in
1: Mexico. yeah yeah
0: that's, that's not what is happening that is not what is going to happen <laughs> it's it's and and that's oh, that's just like the same thing it's in in mental health right so, so the, the the medical community like we, yes, we understand we have to do this. we know how to do this yes there is this um economic restriction there is this uh the government uh restriction because of course there is um for example leg- legislation
1: of is, is, is yeah.
0: it's poor it's it's not it's not very very um it, it not helps too much and and then the the social part right the patient's part so again it's it's not that it's impossible but it it's hard it's harder maybe. But we are working on it. We're trying yeah. to
1: work on it i I completely you know understand and resonate with what with and what you say really resonates with me because also I myself come from a low income country, so I come from Lebanon in the middle east and it's 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 so true okay. what you say it's very it's very easy to just talk and say, "Oh, if they're doing it in in that and that country, then we should be able to do it too." but it's it's not that easy this this transfer of knowledge or 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 tactics does not necessarily mean you will get immediate changes and especially due to the some of the factors that you mentioned political economic the social the cultural factors that really make make really create very big resistance and 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 it makes it very difficult to 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 you know have um big changes but it's it's really more Small and tiny changes that hopefully we hope that eventually will lead to some change, and of course, when it comes to mental health this is this is um, unfortunately sometimes a, a time that we don't have. Um, but but you know moving on to those those factors that we made mention of you know social and economic determinants how how does you know someone's socioeconomic background dictate their their mental illness or their mental health? Uh, uh, um, um. again,
0: as I, as I told you, um, in, at least in Mexico, it doesn't matter um, which in which socioeconomical status are are you because it, it will always be the same, like discrimination, stigmatization, and inclusive violence against uh, patients with mental health illness. And not only patients, but the family of the patient, right? So it's like a, this broad stigma that con- like, like contaminates all the, the context of, of mental health patients. So if I think and of, of high income countries and low and middle income countries, again with the numbers I gave you, at the beginning of this of this our talk, it's it's very complicated for me to to give you a straight answer. Like how to yeah. this part? Mentally? Oh, because uh, of this, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's yeah. complicated. Of uh, of course, economic it, the economy is a uh, term is a huge determinant. I have had patients that. I really had to choose with, which medication should I give to this patient that he can pay. Oh, wow. Not which one is the best one. Oh, because, Like wow. right, I can say, oh, for this patient, the best one should be um, A and B. Yeah. But yeah. he's not going to be able to buy that.
1: Oh, wow. So
0: I had to give him like maybe W or Z and, 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 and aim for the best because one of the huge things uh, in, in Mexico, again, because of this Problem of understanding or accepting uh, a psychiatric disorder as a as a biological entity, it, which I can just like okay, medical insurances do not cover a psychiatrist.
1: They they I mean, don't acknowledge. No, and if they
0: do, no, I mean, if they, do uh, they will pay like i I'm, and I'm not um, exaggerating this. Okay, they will pay around uh, ten dollars. Oh wow. To, to to the to the psychiatrist, right? So oh. yes, we do a lot of social service and we'll say, okay, just okay, ten dollars, it's okay. I, 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 but I cannot have all my patients with ten dollars because I have to pay a rent of the of the of office. Course. I had to pay you know so you're like okay we can do maybe twenty percent of our patients, we can do this, but the rest and even though if I didn't charge any fee, how is he going to pay for the treatment? How is he gonna buy his medicine? So he's like, okay, why should I, you know, and then, and I'm with my patient, and I'm like, he's not gonna be able to pay for the treatment at all,
1: oh, wow. or maybe
0: he will be able to pay a treatment for I don't know two months, and then what? So this is this is a, a huge a huge problem for 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 us, right? Because like, okay,
1: how can I help this patient? It, it it's it's like a never ending loop of. You know, marginalization, uh, um, uh, yeah. increasing disparities, increasing risk to more severe mental illnesses. It's like a never-ending loop.
0: It's like a, like a systematic uh, chain of obstacles.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so it's like okay, okay, we okay, okay. Let's imagine, okay, okay. I do have, I do have um resources. I have a schedule for a free schedule to to more mental health patients okay and i won't i won't charge anything it's gonna be free okay yeah and um and then well we need the first for the patient to want to go right yeah Yeah. okay like realize like okay i have this biological thing on my brain and that's why i'm okay 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 but suppose we are lucky enough that our patient realizes that and he goes to our office he goes to the consultation then then he accepts the treatment yeah because I had patients like do I really need the the medicine do I really need oh, an wow. interpret I, I mean, and and after I explained like you know all the neurotransmitters and yeah. to be he said by biochemical issues and everything but you really are you sure you really think I need... <laughs> okay,
1: and, so and, and the you're podcast. and you're the yeah. expert
0: <laughs> yeah but they and, and then they came, you know, I don't know, two weeks after or a month after and then, okay, so how how are you? Oh, you know what? I still haven't taken the medicine oh, wow. because I'm sure I need it. Oh, <laughs> okay, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Suppose, suppose they already agree, okay? And then they don't have money to buy it. So, it's like, it's like, is this um one obstacle and another and, and just trying to do the the best and when they are actually want to not not all of them will be able to buy the treatment or to buy treatment for the the time that is required and forget about um psychotherapy. That is that is will, will out of out really
1: of good. the question.
0: Yeah yeah that that's you know but that's another um expense for the patient. Yeah. Uh, again medical insurance will not pay and if they will pay, they will pay like really, really low.
1: Yeah.
0: So so there you go. I mean, it's you know. very, it's very complicated, and I and I can tell you here a difference in Argentina. Argentina are so receptive to psychoanalysis, so receptive. Right. Right? In Argentina, it's like okay, oh, it's normal for you to have psychoanalysis. In Mexico, my god, if you go to a therapist, oh, I mean, no, my god. I mean, I, I have you know, been. Uh, in the street or so and then i i found a patient and i always wait and see if he wants to approach me or not because it's like okay how i'm going to introduce her right I, I don't want them to know that i am in therapy or whatever yeah, yeah. some patients will say like, hi and then she's my dog or whatever and some patients don't and then they when i see them in the office and i was oh please don't think i was rude but i don't want them to know that oh, i'm wow. having no oh, therapy wow. yeah or yeah. so so it's like you know it's a, it's. a it's a big challenge for them to be or or to receive mental health treatment. So I think they are very brave because they are trying, you know, against all beliefs and whatever they they are, they are trying to. But again, you know, it's 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 complicated. It's complex because there are a lot of factors involved. But again, I mean, we're trying to. to, We're trying to to, to invent (laughs) To develop a strategy to make this work for everybody yeah. even though all the um, restraints even though restraints the attitudinal restraints the um, resource restraints the all the restraints so we need to make a, a, a smarter strategy to make this work
1: you know so yeah. and then and, and, and if you know if we look at at, at ways to make things this work do you, do you think technology, you know, especially with the rise of these mental health applications, which we 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 covered in a previous episode already, um, do you believe that this will mend the gap? That this will help? So, for example, in 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 this particular case, you say. Many patients or many individuals suffering from a mental illness do not want to, uh, uh, you know, shout out from the rooftops that they are undergoing therapy. Do you think maybe if they are, you know, making use of digital mental health interventions that this will help you know, especially talking about low to middle income countries where such an issue is at stake. Can, can technology help mend this gap and, and improve mental illness and the disparities that we see in low to middle income countries?
0: I will say no, yes and no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, like no, yes, no, no, no. no. Okay, it's like, okay, let, let's start. Um, in theory, yes, of course. Right. I can I can connect uh, by Zoom and nobody will know that I am uh, in my te- it, it will it will help the problem of um, availability, accessibility, um, it, that it will mend that problem. Um, in theory, I think it would or maybe, you know, yeah, apps or whatever. I mean, yeah, I think I think in theory they would, they should. But then again there, there are other um issues okay like who, who has the technology yeah because yeah. not everybody has again the technology and, and then we can say okay maybe if we have like a center in you know in this uh indigenous community we have a, we get a computer with internet and then they can go one by one and they will have like their um, privacy and they will have their their session or their their consultation um, would they I mean because who's gonna pay for that again yeah, yeah. You know, resources it depends on on the government and sometimes we we just lack of political will yeah that, it's not like you know they, they don't I don't know if I, uh, they don't want to <laughs> or they don't understand because mm-hmm. again it's like How we can talk about mental health? We can talk about psychiatry. We 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 can talk about a lot of stuff, but these concepts does not mean the same to everybody. Are not as important. Uh, is are not like no. This this, have the same importance to everybody. Will not be hierarchized. Um, the same for everybody. So, I'm not sure. Yes, it will help for people that have a computer or a smartphone. Yes, yeah, that will help. But that won't help for people who are um, more marginalized uh, geographically or or on knowledge. I mean, elderly people. I I am elderly. (laughs) I have a lot of issues with technology. I I mean, if if my printer doesn't want to print, I'm like. <laughs> ah, what is going on? And then my son just comes and here, mom, and he does. <laughs> I don't know. He does, and then they, but I, you know. So technology is 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 again yes no. I don't I, I don't see
1: uh eighty five years old yeah doing this.
0: I'm sure they are, and there are a lot of. of but I'm not sure every every eighty five year old will do this, or if if someone has because again having a mental. Disorder also is 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 a barrier to be
1: you know sometimes independent or, of or autonomous. Yeah. So it's like um,
0: yeah. At the beginning, I would say yes, and then
1: no. You know, I think and I think you you you, you um, highlight very important points. We, I mean, especially when I say we, I mean you know high income countries. We take advantage the fact that we have. Um, You know, those, those, those smartphones that we live in, 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 uh, rural areas that we, uh, um, 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 you know, that we, um, um, that we have access to this technology without you know without even thinking without even uh, uh having to 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 you know work for it or it 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 just uh-huh. comes naturally it's it's like a given and of course exactly. when we talk about those amazing uh mobile applications that that you know you can just download with a click of a button well that that might work for the 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 privileged individuals but but not for the marginalized and and as you say in indigenous communities this is something that they probably will never have access to so i think it's very important that we also you know uh, um keep these things in mind when talking about global mental health and when talking about um technologies for mental health uh the, the, we we should not forget uh um uh, uh, those those uh those other groups uh within our society uh that can also suffer um even though we are seeing progress it doesn't mean that all aspects of of, of uh, the population are receiving this this um this improved uh, and and digital uh, um interventions
0: yeah you know it's it's a well it, it's 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 hard for someone that when, when we have you know stuff let's say food right you you can go to your kitchen yeah and you have food right mm-hmm. and sometimes we we just need to go to the grocery store and buy more food yeah but it's in the morning it's, it's like okay uh, oh what, what should I have for breakfast right yeah and uh, w- we don't think of what about all the people, which is a huge percentage of the global population,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that they don't have to ask what they're gonna have for breakfast? It's like, I'm, am I gonna be able to eat something today, or might I be able to give some food to my children today?
1: Yeah.
0: and we are not, you know, it's it's since it's, it's, it's not part of our daily lives, we can be conscious that yes, of course, there's people that don't have that, but. It, it's not it's not like you know impregnated in our daily philosophy like
1: yeah.
0: it's it's part of, we just As to say we, we we take that for granted mm-hmm. but um yeah, what happened with all the people, which again is a huge percentage of the global population that lack of these of these things so how can we Converge, or how can we have a consensus regarding, for example, this this question, right? Like, can the technology mend the gap? For whom? I will tell you, like, yeah. for
1: whom? Yeah,
0: right, for whom? Okay, for those that have the technology, yes, of
1: course. Yeah, yeah.
0: But for the, those that that don't, well, no, it's going to widen the
1: gap exactly.
0: And if we see numbers again, I will say, no, it won't. Yeah. So at the beginning so that's what, what my answer is like, yes no yes no like, yes for those who have it no for those who don't don't have it. That's that's as easy as I think it is. Yeah. My, uh, the, 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 the answer. So that that's one of the um yeah, that that's one of the many issues of technology and globalization.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and if we if we want to, you know, try to think of of solutions here. Um of course one way is trying to come up with interventions and ways to treat mental illnesses and to uh, make sure that accessibility to mental health uh, mental so uh, to, to psychiatric treatment is available for, you know, a a, a, a a wide wider range of the population. But can you think of, you know, other Solutions or other ways than just treating mental illness in order to really, you know, mend the or, or con- contribute to global mental health.
0: Well, I think that we for sure need more uh, robust, for more aggressive education uh, again for everybody. Like you know, since. Physicians, because sometimes physicians um are also stigmatized yeah. um psychiatric help. I just I just saw a patient like t- two days ago, and she was like, "I needed to take all my medicines out." She, she is with an antidepressant and um a little bit of clonazepam, which is a benzodiazepine, very, very small dose, so she can. Like, yeah, and she's like I wanted to take everything from me now because I was with my OB. I was I went to our, my um, rheumatologist and another um, physician, which I don't remember which specialty it was. And when they asked me what I was taking, and they say, "Oh my God, you're gonna have you're gonna be addicted." Oh my God, oh, why no. are you taking those. Oh my God. So she was like, if three physicians are saying this, there are three scientists. I want this out. Oh wow! And I was like, "Wow, oh, we need to we <laughs> need to educate our our physicians, right?" Yeah. So again, it's a, a very aggressive um e- educational, I don't know, campaign for uh, physicians, for society, for patients, for um relatives of patients, because I, I also like why I don't want my son to take these. Why my wife is on this medication? to educate all of of them, to educate the decision-makers, you know, the the leaders and decision-makers, I think we need a huge um, educational campaign and we need an integrative collaboration. We need interdisciplinary, we need... need, Again, if mental health or mental well-being depends on a variety of factors, a variety. Some yeah. of them are caus- causality and some of them are correlational, but there are a lot of factors. And we need to approach all of them and we need to educate all the disciplines involved. Yeah. I really think education, I mean, education for me will always be like my
1: main card. <laughs> yeah. Just edu-
0: let's educate, okay? And let's integrate, let's collaborate with other disciplines and let's be international again because what what i understand for of uh, about health or my concept my concept of health might be very different from concept of health of for example an indigenous population or community in in my country so there's this concept of health in one um indigenous co- population that says health is when there is um
1: your your eyes are shining yeah so that's oh, okay, that works for them. Yeah.
0: Or maybe you know, like uh, being happy with your family. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a criteria for them. Yeah. So if we say, if I ask, I don't know, a high income country uh, person, are you happy in your family? No. Oh, okay, then you have a psychiatric problem. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, so, so yeah. you know that. So let's again, there are a lot of concepts related to to mental health and mental well being, but whose concepts are those? And or how other persons perceive these concepts, and how others or other persons will, again, hierarchize these concepts as important or urgent or needed to attend. If I don't have anything to eat, or I don't have a shelter, or I don't have um, water, clean water to drink, of course mental health is going to be my priority number
1: X. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because I have a lot of issues
1: first Before, so that I yeah. need
0: to attend Right. So if I have uh, two dollars, well, I need to see maybe uh, another, uh, uh, um, I don't know, a heart physician and maybe I need to. Uh, and more things. And then again, well, as, as I told you before, it's like then you have this high frust- uh, tolerance frustration to not being well, not being mentally well. Being always stressed, always, always preoccupied, always with insomnia, always apathic, um, always. And that that's how I am. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, because and 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 then they actually think that's part of their personality. Yeah, and this is like you know very very complicated. So again, I think it's education.
1: Education. But that's a short, that's, short, that's, that's, yeah. But, but education but that's
0: and collaborative approach. Yeah.
1: Yes. But that's 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 very, very straight to the point. And I think I, I share your opinion on that, that education is is and I even think in high income countries we still lack the proper education. There is a lot going on and of course more. As compared to low middle income countries, but still, um, I think education is, is is very important. And and if, if...
0: And, and, and let, let me just a, a little bit about education, which could be like you know the right education and the wrong education, because yeah. right now yeah. one you know, of the things that I that I'm seeing a, a lot is, for example, suicide, like suicide like an option, yeah. like suicide as a trend. As a result, maybe of this uh, educational social media,
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah,
0: thing, right? So I, I see a lot of teenagers, and yeah, what I see, like, well, I might be, I'm, i, might, I might, I'm gonna go to college, and I might study um, medicine, or I might study IT, or, or I just might kill myself because life is too hard. And I'm like, wow! Why suicide is always an option? It's A, B, C. Why yeah. is part of your option? You know why? Yeah. How? So I think that like this, like this, um, like educational, I don't know, means leading educational misleading,
1: yeah. Of course, of course. For
0: example, in in, in this specific issue, which is uh, the, the suicide option,
1: yeah,
0: it's like if it if it's worked that way then i mean of course education can work in the right way
1: yeah yeah definitely so that's what yeah yeah so I, No i, I think that's to, that's also yeah. a good point differentiating between misleading um um uh, destructive education and and the empowering education um yeah, if, and
0: i think more more, uh, more 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 people or more especially young people are educating themselves through social, social media yeah. through tiktok yeah. or through Facebook, Instagram, and and they 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 don't read like you know like textbooks or so or they don't they they are educating with this like self education or something like
1: like that is.
0: So and, this, and, and it's
1: not always it's not always coming from from experts or trusted sources which is even exactly. more worrying
0: exactly yeah and and we we saw this a lot now with uh with covid and covid vaccines and all of this. Yes. Now, right so which which is the main problem well the the other um let's say the other educational um you know that these other educational places or, or or leads that are not scientifically proved or are no. not so yeah that that that's I mean that's the point. You can be educated but we need to be like correctly educated.
1: Exactly. If if you are to take, you know, this opportunity for our audience, the listeners, what would be, you know, one take home message that you would want them to leave after listening to this episode? Um, you know in in their own way and especially when we are mentioning education um you know of spreading awareness uh um, that will you know contribute to global mental health what what would be your one important take home message for our listeners that could be you know scientists but even non scientists
0: um okay it will be um uh, to be aware the power That every individual has in making a change, and this could be as easy as don't stigmatize, right? Mm If you just stop, just stop stigmatizing, and that will be a huge—you you you will do a huge positive impact for this. Yeah, empower a patient's decision because if he wants to go to a psychiatrist or psychologist, and help him, help this person. So I will say like. You can do something or stop doing something and that will, that will that will improve or will make it will make easier um for patients to approach mental health or for us to really achieve global mental
1: health yeah that's 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 very very nicely said to to, to wrap up, I still want to ask you know one question which I would love to have your your opinion on. And it's a bit of, a, I would say, a question which, which doesn't really have an answer or probably does have an answer in your opinion. But I'm curious about what you think looking forward, looking 10, 20 years into the future. Normally, when we're talking about mental disorders or uh, psychiatric disorders, we always like to, you know, look at the prognosis worldwide. Are we going to see more of that disorder, less of that disorder and I wanna look in general at, at at global mental health across countries, across cultures, across regions. Do you believe that we will ever attain that? Or are the numbers going to improve or are they going to get worse in the coming decade or two?
0: Well, I think that um, it will be better. I, I for sure think it will be better it will be, we might see more psychiatric disorders because the global context is always more challenging, but I think that we also will have more answers and we definitely will have more opportunities uh, to help people because we will know more, Mm -hmm. right? Because technology is giving more, more knowledge and we, we could help more, but Again, and this might be a little bit of imbalance because we will have more secondary disorders because of the global context, but we will have more tools, like you know, intellectual tools and technological tools to help. So the, we will. I think we will keep struggling for a balance. Yeah. But I think that we. I mean, yes, I think we are going to be, at some point, that the numbers will be better. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think that I in mean, 20 years we will say, okay, we finally achieve global mental health. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's going to happen, <laughs> but I think we're going to see more numbers. Uh, my answer is that it's it, there's evidence for us to be hopeful that the, the numbers
1: are going to change. It's a, it's a bit of hope. Uh, um, for us to hold on to, to to what we have and just keep on on, on working, researching and, and helping people out there that that are in need. Um, Dr. Herrera, uh, with that I want to thank you very much. For being here with me and discussing with me yet another very important uh, topic, and that is uh, mental health disparities and mental health equity, uh, especially focusing on 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 your home country, Mexico, and uh, um, you know how how your experience has, has shaped your views on, on global mental health. And of course, hope I'm very sure that this has also, you know, given our audience and our listeners a new perspective, a new vision of, of, of you know, another part of the world that we've probably uh, been ignoring or not uh, giving enough attention to. So with that, I want to thank you very much um, and to our audience as well. See you next time.